Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello out there, everybody, and welcome into Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am... One of your hosts, Jeff Cavanaugh. Cavanaugh! He accomplished a little bit more when it came to football, at least in pads. Uh, he is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. I just want to disrespect the flag world. I mean, I got like 11 national championships. We're not going to disrespect that just because you played in the NFL, you know? No. <laughs> you know, we're not going to do that. How you doing, Jesse? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm well. I'm well. It's a great Friday. I'm home back in the great state of New Jersey. So uh, so yeah, I'm well. I love it. All right. Well, this presentation per use is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Put it all in the Cowboys, by the way. Uh, go ahead and do that. You'll find all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends, all that is at Bet Online. They got live betting, free contests, giveaways. The fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. Head to Bet Online to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your awards. Rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, let's talk Cowboys and the Bears. What are you going to be for Halloween, Jesse? You don't do that? Uh, booked and bothered. I don't know. No, 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 no. You don't like go to a party or nothing? I got a friend having a party tonight. The last Halloween party I've been to was Brady James through a Halloween event 10, 15 years ago. Jesse, name dropping, a former cowboy great. Yeah, I was just hanging out with Brady James. I'm going to my friend Adam's house, and he's very sweet. (laughs) Shout out to Adam. I mean, Adam could be. And he's very accomplished in finance, and he has a great heart, and he's not a bad volleyball player. Finance is the way to go. And he has a Jeep. You can take the doors off. <laughs> what were you when, when, when oh. you went to Brady's house? Did he make you wear a costume? Yeah, you had to wear a costume. Um, I went as a cowboy. How lame is that, right? But Wait, I went like, like, a, like a real cowboy. I had like the Wranglers. Yeah. That's actually why I discovered those cowboy boots are actually the most comfortable things you can actually wear. I bought a pair. As long as you get the right ones. Holy moly guacamole. They, they were like velvet on the inside it was great um i had the tight jeans the big belt i had the the, the what's it called the little bolo tie okay. okay i had a nice little 10 gallon that's hot yeah yeah that is hot yeah. chicago bears oh, Dallas. i had a date too i had a date she uh she was it was cowboys and indians she dressed up as a little indian i don't think you can do that anymore oh no i don't know i mean we had to change team names if you were named that i just don't know if we can oh yeah i don't know if we can do that that's that what i'm like going 10, to 15 years ago then that's why I'm going as Hagrid. You see, it's Norbert, his little dragon right here, a little plush toy. He's a little bigger than I meant to have, but I'm like duct tape him to my arm, and I'm going to wear the whole thing. But I, I don't think I have any brown pants, so I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out, but we're not worried about that. Walmart. 
Uh, yeah, well, that I don't. I'm too lazy. Everything I ordered came to my front door. I Literally, didn't get anything. Open the packages as before we went on. <laughs> yeah, I knew my dragon was here and my my mug, which isn't as big as I thought it would be. I'm drinking mug. Don't worry about that. Uh, Cowboys are going to play the Bears, and the Bears just won, and they smoked the Patriots. But yet, watching the Bears, I'm pretty sure they suck, Jesse. So if you are looking at the Chicago Bears, is there anything other than what if they run for five yards per carry and run it 60 times that worries you about the Bears? That right there. There's, okay, so there's three things that kind of worries me about this game. I would say, one, the Cowboys, quite as it's kept, it's a banged-up group. This group is a little bit low tender, um, and so I don't, I don't know how everyone is dealing and faring with their injuries. So coming into this game, being ready to deal with that, I think the second thing is, have we learned from our prior mistakes in the running game? You're, you talked about it. We talked about it. It's now eleven on eleven because of the running ability of Justin Fields. So. If you're not gap sound and integrity sound and, and ready to come and fight through blockers, student body, they like run like quarterback, quarterback, student body right, quarterback, student body left, right? If you're not ready to take on that and win on a lot of those battles, they'll do it to you all game. And then the third thing is, this is just human nature. You take a breath because what do you see on the horizon? The bye. The bye week. The bye. And as a former player, I can tell you, and I, 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 I hearken back to the great game we played against the Detroit Lions many, many, many years ago, where people were saying that Romo threw the game because he had those late interceptions that they came back and won. Well, and because one of them was to Bobby Carpenter, one of his best yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can promise you, in the first half of that game, we were smoking Detroit. Do you want to know what the conversation was on the sideline? Where you're going, Vegas, Cabo, whatever. Who's getting the private jet so we can go to Vegas? Uh-huh. And it was like, listen, if we all just chip in, we could just all jump on this jet. We'll be in Vegas. We'll be in Vegas before the sun goes down tonight. I mean, like, this was the conversation. And it was me and it was a host of other offensive, defensive players talking about what we were getting ready to do on this bye. And we lost. Yeah. And so that's a real possibility that guys looking ahead of you know this matchup and thinking to themselves, this can this can this could this could be one of the things where you just look past this team, get ready for the bye, and then boom, they run up on you. This is one thing that this kind of just popped into my head. I did a whole damn radio show from seven to eleven a.m. this morning on ninety-seven-one The Freak, <sighs> home of the Mavericks. Um, 7 to 11, Monday through Friday. You can use the iHeartRadio. Oh, oh, you could also use the iHeartRadio app if you wanted to listen to 97.1 The Freak, and that is a way that you would hear me broadcast. But I didn't talk about this all day, because, and I just thought of it, is if I'm Dan Quinn, I don't know if the experiment is over because pass rush is more important than linebacker, but if you view them kind of equally, or like I'm going to use Micah in the best way I could, I wonder if this would be a Micah play some linebacker week where Justin's going to run, the running backs are going to run. They're probably going to call I mean if you're beating them by 100, they'll start calling pass plays, but in a perfect world they're going to call 15 pass plays. I wonder if you want might want Micah running around. I think I think the Micah Parsons linebacker days at least probably for most part of this year are done. 
I mean, look at the numbers, the way he started at and where he's at now. He is solely playing defensive end. For whatever reason, they feel like that's the best place for him. But I agree with you. Like, maybe this is one of those games, but I don't know if you're only gonna get 20 pass rush snaps. Like, I'm a I'm a pass rushes king guy. I'll take pass rush over anything on defense. I don't give half a crap about a linebacker if you're not rushing the passer. Like, if you can cover, great. Other than that, whatever. You're all the same to me. If you can rush the passer, you're a beast. They don't want to pass. Right. <laughs> yeah. To. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because you know, moving him back there now, does that hurt your rotation of what you had at defensive line, right? I Those bars an adult who hadn't played that well. So come stand next to me. You'll be back out there next week. <laughs> Layton's an adult who's played okay. Just come stand next to me sometimes. We'll be fine. I think I think early on in this game, you'll see uh, you'll see the introduction of Jonathan Hankins because to them, that's going to be that guy who's the two gapper and the block eaters. And now you can kind of go and say, okay, Anthony Barr, okay, Leighton Vanderish, we've gotten a guy now. So those guards and centers and other people can't get up on you so fast. You should be scraping, you should be running those gaps and making those tackles. And then if that doesn't happen, maybe in the second half, you make the adjustment and go, all right, big boys, we tried to give you a chance. We even brought this big guy in here and you're just not quite cutting it. And they got 150 rushing yards already. So we need to put Micah back there so that we can stop this thing some way, somehow. It'll be fun to see what Hankins has. I mean, I think he uh, was in a team where they were like, all right, you're still okay, but we got young guys we want to play and we can get literally anything for you and you don't make any money. All right, happy trails. Uh, but I do think he's better than, this hurts me to say, Neville Gallimore, uh, better than Carlos Watkins. And I think that's why they added him. Like, I don't even, I think the Cowboys aren't crazy. They don't think that they just traded for prime snacks Harrison, but they were like, he could get in the way better than our dudes who are supposed to be getting in the way. And so for 15 to 20 snaps, can you give me a good chance for my linebackers? Can you just be a big old girthy boy? Uh, that's all I'm asking. That's all I ask. And I think it also, it, it lights the, it should, it should light the fire under those other guys. Cause anytime you bring in a position that as the year started, you were supposed to be the guy or the guys at that position, and then they go and trade assets to bring another guy in. That is a clear indication that you and your counterparts were not those guys. So maybe that sparks a little bit of a fire in the into Neville, into Bohanna, into Watkins, into you know Trisha's been playing pretty decent this year. But maybe it sparks a little bit more to those guys that go, "Damn, bro, they brought in someone else. Like that means we weren't doing a good enough job to go that they had to go get someone else. Maybe we should step our game up even more." So that that's my hope. That's my that's my thought process. Now, what I think and what I hope and what they actually believe may be com two completely different things. But if you can get some guys now that I feel a little bit more made, motivated inside, because I do think, honestly, Jeff, I think up front, the sack party mantra has taken over. And I think guys have been more interested in trying to get to the sack so that that, that didn't come out right. I think more guys were interested in trying to get to the quarterback. They forget about the running back. Or the sack. Um, that they just like, yeah, run game, yeah, run game, schmunk game. Like, let's go get sacks. You know what I'm saying? And so I know what gap I'm supposed to have, but watch me fire around that gap because I'm getting home. And it's just like, you know, and then it's like, well, you know, Micah's back there somewhere. He'll clean it up. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and so, the thing is, is that he's actually the one who's in front of you getting to the quarterback, and he's going to run back past you to go clean it up. 
So, so hopefully this is a this is a reminder and a refresher to those guys that hey, you know what, we do actually have to stop the run first because if we do that, it's like this. It's like they always say in basketball, like the guy who screens gets open shots. Like if you if you willing if you're willing to to dedicate your body to setting a solid screen for Luca, then you're probably going to get an open shot at some point in time. And he's going to find you. If you guys are dedicated enough to really hunker down and stop the run. They're going to have to pass. And then it's all, let's dance at the quarterback so we can show off our dance that we've been practicing in the mirror at home because we got another sack. Yeah, but I'm actually going to take your big ass off the field for that play, but somebody's going to get a sack. <laughs> and they're going to come over and say, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Zeke is really a wild one. because like NFL websites are like, yeah, Zeke's not going to play Sunday. And then Mike McCarthy today, it made it sound like, oh, yeah, the way he would play Sunday is if he stays on the track he's on right now, which that sounds like a guy who's on track to play. And then Jerry, right after that, was like, oh, yeah, Zeke's not going to play, but he would if we didn't have a bye. And so now I'm just really confused, uh, but I will assume Jerry is the one telling the truth and it's unlikely he plays. Do you even have a gut feeling on that? He doesn't play. I think last year was more than enough of indication of what happens to a guy when oh. he when he's, when he's not healthy. And at this point in time, it's like you don't have – Ezekiel Elliott, you do not have to prove to us that you're tough. We get I already it. know. We understand it. We know that you're a tough SOB. Like there, the days of you having to prove that are long gone. We get it. But what we don't want is we don't want you out there limping around and they're still trying to feed you the ball because they're not competent enough to go, hey, the guy that we keep handing the ball off to actually can't cut, actually can't burst, actually can't make a move past the one that he makes initially. How about we stop giving him the ball and let him rest and give it to the guy who's fully healthy and is able to do all the things that we need him to do when the ball is in his hands. So I, I, I'm hoping and praying that last year's, whatever that was, the second half of the year where they kept saying, it's a bone bruise. No, he's okay. No, he's okay. That ended up being he had to get, you know, he had an MCL, whatever, PCL tear. He had to get surgery on that. But let's not go down that road again. Rest him. Let him get some rest during the bye week. And then we come back and see how he feels uh, for the rest of the year. Agreed. I hope that's what they do. And – uh, I'm also interested to see what his full-time Pollard look like. If you could get a crack at that. Uh, let me see him get it 20 times. You still going to get me five and a half. Cause if you are, well, that might be a bad thing too. Cause that's just going to make us all louder about, Hey, how come the best running back doesn't get the most carries, but, <laughs> but I'd be interested to see a full game of Pollard. And I wonder if a full game of Pollard would move their game plan sort of away from the Cooper rushy. We're only calling 20 to 25 pass plays does that lean you towards, well, we feel like we're real lean at running back. It'll probably be what, um, what was Malik's last name? Davis. Davis. Yeah. Like if it's Malik Davis, that comes up. Do you really want to get him five to 10 carries or are you like, Hey, we could maybe just let that go a little bit. And Jerry wants Michael Gallup to have catches. So we need to call some more pass plays. Cause that's the thing about Jerry. Jerry, Jerry bothers me sometimes. He's like, yeah, I, you know, you know, expect bigger stats out of Michael. You know, he gave him all the monies. And I'm like, MF, you called 25 pass plays. How many catches do you think each receiver gets? <laughs> yes, if you called 40 of them, I bet he would have had five catches. You didn't. Um, but I also, in my personal opinion, don't think Michael Gallup looks right yet. Uh, I hope he gets too right, but I don't think he looks right yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do if they don't feel like they have two running backs to hand it to. Are they going to unleash Dak again and does that look great good okay when who you're throwing to two of those three guys are Noah Brown and Michael Gallup uh and I don't know 
but I'm interested by all of it. So go ahead and sit down, Zeke, because I have a lot of stuff I want to see, just random so, things. So just, just curiosity, what does an Unleashed deck look like? Uh, just the idea that you go to closer to what we're used to seeing him do where the last three years, if Dak Prescott plays, the Cowboys score the most points in the NFL, not the Chiefs, not the Bills. It's Dak's Cowboys that average 31 and a half a game. Uh, and calling 35 pass plays instead of 25 and throwing it on first down more often instead of doing these drives where you're like, it's not about how many points we can score. It's about can we sneak out some first downs and nudge the ball forward a little bit because our defense is so good and our defense is going to win this thing. Uh, and it's about trying to score points in every drive. I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but how much – and. Uh, how much do you believe that what the Cowboys were when they were scoring 30-something points a game was because, and I've been screaming this since training camp, and I think Brian brought us, he, he, he put it in a way that was so eloquently put, and I'll give him credit for this, is that you had a receiver that was able to overcome the deficiencies of not being able to be schemed open but had physical ability to get open, and then everyone ate off that. Uh, I think that that's definitely a big part of it. I think having dudes that can separate is a big part. That's why I want them to make a trade because I don't think Noah Brown's a separator. I don't think Michael Gallup is a separator. I think you got one separator, and I don't think CD's elite at it either, but he can do it. Uh, yeah, I think in a perfect world, that's why I love like what the Chiefs did. Mm. The Chiefs have like Sky Moore, their second-round pick, who I think is going to be a hell of an NFL player, can barely get on the field because they got all these vets they brought in, Valdez Scantling and Juju and McCole Hardman gets run, and they got all these freaking dudes, and the Chiefs have the best offense in football. And what did they do? They were like, oh, let's go get another weapon. Because the Super Bowl winner is going to score a bunch of points. Right. And I don't think the Cowboys are set up with their receiver group to be able to run with. Now, thankfully, you're the NFC. Whoever comes out of the NFC might come out of the NFC playing defense. That could be possible. Mm-hmm. But boy, when you run up on the Bills or the Chiefs, <laughs> and it is time, and it's go, you better match their forty. Yeah, I hope you're averaging six yards a carry. I hope you're very efficient throwing to Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson, because the Chiefs were like, "Hey, we're gonna add a new fourth or fifth wide receiver, Kadarius Tony." Uh, and I don't even know if that's gonna work because he has an interesting history of being what people would call uncoachable. But I yell at coaches in those scenarios, too. Like, yes, there's hard-headed dudes. There's angry dudes. There's dudes who have all sorts of stuff going on. But your job as a coach, if you picked him, is to be able to connect to that dude and relate to that dude and get that dude to play, too. Uh, and if you can't, it's probably also a reflection on you and your inability to bend. But whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I just I don't, I don't know if the Cowboys are going to. Like, they're in a great spot right now. You're 5-2 and two in an NFC where I don't see a juggernaut. The Eagles are a good team. They ain't a juggernaut. All right. Who else is there? I think right now the two seeds, the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Green Bay sucks. Tampa sucks. The Giants are six and one. They suck. Uh, people are going to love that. I'm sure there's a lot of other fans that are going to listen to this and be like, my team's good. All of those teams suck. Um, <laughs> who are you afraid of in the NFC? Somehow the Tampa beat the brakes off the Cowboys. Tampa might not even make the playoffs. Falcons might win that division at eight and nine. I don't know. Uh, it's just at the. Right now, the NFC really feels like the the league that is going to go bust their ass to get to the Super Bowl to get white. Yeah, when you watch Buffalo and you watch Kansas City, you just see a team that never stops applying pressure. 
Like it is insane. Like they never stop. Offensively, they are always applying. Like you said, like you got to deal with Juju and you got to deal with Skylar Moore and you got to deal with Valdez Scantling. And then you go, okay, I can take a breath. Oh no, because here comes Kadarius Tony. Here comes the other running back. Here comes. And we didn't even mention Travis Kelsey, which obviously. And then right, like and like that's like it's constantly like at every turn you get you don't get a second to break, and it's a track meet. Like and that's the one thing that. You know, to kind of make a transition, it's the one thing that I, I, I question about Kellen Moore and the, just the ability to take. Here's what I love about Andy Reid and, 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 and even Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has is, is done this on the defensive side. Like Dan Quinn's like, hey, I, I'm not going to ask a, a zone corner to play man all game. I'm not going to ask a man corner to play zone all game. No, I'm going to figure out ways to take what they're really good at and maximize it. Like that's coaching to me. Like, stop trying to put, uh, uh, you know, square pegs in round circles, like in round holes. Like, just if this guy is really good at this, then line him up and let him be really good at that. If this guy is really good at that, then line him up and let him be. Just tell him more. Just like, hey, this is what we're running, and they don't utilize the talent that they have because to me, there aren't there there aren't a reason why we shouldn't be able to take the speed and the open field ability of a guy like Cavante Turpin. And do something other than run a reverse or a bubble screen. Okay. I'm doing a timeout sign if you listen to just the audio form, which is why Jesse shut down there, because that's something I wanted to ask you about. Like, Kevontae Turpin got kicked out of TCU because he had a domestic violence situation that he has admitted and taken accountability for and all that. So, like, we're not going to do the moral sports debate at this point because everybody signs lots of people who have lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um my question is, and maybe you answered it with, with that, is if if the NFL or teams in the NFL thought that he was a capable NFL receiver and was going to be one of the best return men in the country, even with all that going on, wouldn't he have been in the league earlier? Is there is there guys like that where you're just like he does he's not capable for whatever reason of lining up and running all the routes? You know. Because they clearly don't trust him. Otherwise, they would. Because they don't have a good receiving core. Having him out there would be great. Like, you, you, I'll give you a perfect example. The guy that I beat in fourth and long is a guy by the name of Andrew Hawkins. And during his time in the league, Andrew Hawkins was probably the toughest one-on-one cover in the league. You could not press him. The teams missed on him. He played in the CFL. I mean, so at times, you get missed because of your size or whatever those things may be. And once you are able to get in, I think then guys can find out different, you know, ways to use you. But the guys in the NFL miss all the time. Guys in college get missed, you know, all the time. And then you find the right situation. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, like, who is this guy? I'll give you another perfect example. Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae Adams as he is today. When he got, no, when he first got like the Green Bay. Four in the league, something it, like that. You know, you know, so, yeah, if you could have told me Devontae Adams would have been one of the best receivers in the league when he first came out of Fresno State, yeah, but he wasn't at, at all. And it took him some time, and he learned, and he figured it out. He got around some guys. And sometimes getting around some guys and coaching and figuring out, maturing, that can take you to other places. For Cavante Turpin, let's find out. Like, let, like that speed that he has – and he, he clearly has an ability to run the football. When I mean run the football, I mean when you put him in open space, he has the vision and the wherewithal to be able to see things and cut back and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not asking you to pay my running back. What I'm saying is you have to sit down as a coach and go, how can I use 4-2 speed? 
four three speed instead of just on punt and kickoff return? How can I get this guy in space where maybe I run four verticals and have him line up in, as a third guy on the inside and run a seven-yard hitch and throw him the ball and let him turn around and do what he does? Like, that was Tyreek Hill early on in his career before he figured it out. It was like, hey, everyone go vertical. I'm going to throw to Tyreek Hill, and he's going to just jitterbug his way through this thing. And then you just kind of build on that. That is the That's the coaching part of it. That's what guys like Andy Reid and McVay and, and guys like that kind of, you know, separate themselves from everybody else because they take a guy and say, he has a unique skill set. He may not be an every down guy. He may not be my number two or three guy, but he has such a unique skill set. We need to utilize that to help us win football games and to keep people on their heels. We only use it on punt return and kick return. And that's, that's what, one, two times a game? Oh, at most. At most. Uh, no, like I bet his average is what? He's probably returned 14 punts this year. So, yeah, maybe twice a game, give or take. Yeah. Now, he, now, he's doing a great job. As a punt returner, if you can average 9 or 10 yards on a punt return, holy moly guacamole, that's a great return. He's up there around 16, 17 yards of return. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, he's, he's doing he's giving you fir- two first downs because the, the, the goal is on a punt return, can you give me a first down? If you can give me a first down in your return yardage, you set the team up to be successful. If you're giving me almost two first downs, you're doing well above what we what we uh, expected or, or you know could even imagine. So, but I, I just would like to see guys, you know, Tony Pollard use him more than just handing him the ball off. Use guys like Kevontae Turpin. Find out what these guys' strengths are and try to use those to the best ability of of, of your program. I would like to see a fairly clean game from the offense where Dak plays well and they hang thirty on the Bears. Because if that happens, people will start piecing this together. We'll be like, oh, okay, their offense is pretty good again. Uh, they have one of the best defenses in football. They have the best return game in football. They make their kicks. Like People are going to look around and go, oh, is this the best team in the NFC? Uh, and that could be fun. So, Cowboys, do what I'm predicting you to do. 30-16, to 16, move it on down the road. Mm. What's your prediction? I got 24-10. The only thing that I'm, I'm picking 30 but there's part of my brain that's screaming. You know the Bears are going to have like two drives in this game. That between those two drives, it's going to take 20 minutes. Yeah. It's going to equal six points total. But you're going to lose a lot of time to be trying to score points. <laughs> and so it's going to end up like, Cowboys killed them 20 to six. And I'm like, damn it. Uh, so Bears, throw the ball a couple times. You know, let's trade possessions. Let's score points. Let's have some fun, damn it. Uh, is there anything left on your plate before we get up out of here? Uh, no, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, Stephen Jones. I saw Stephen Jones in the hallway the other day before I left. And, uh, you know, he said he missed he, me. No, he didn't say that at all. Oh. Um, he, he gave. I'm not sure if this is my computer or yours, Jesse. I can hear you through the way we are set up, but I can't hear you on the screen. And I think you might've lagged out or something. Oh, he's gone. And look, I'm an a split screen, man. I get rid of that. All right, everybody. Much love because I don't know how to get rid of this. If I just do this, how about that? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Cowboys are going to whoop them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, here's Jesse's face. Oh, I'm back. The corner, though. Woo, woo. There we what go. Did, what did Steven say? Did something happen terribly? Wrong? No, he was he was filling me up a little bit. He was like, man, you still like you can go out there and go and go and do it. So. I was like, all right, cool, boss. But you want to hire me? And he's like, he's walked off laughing at me, but it's oh. all good. Yeah, because I mean, that'd be quick. That'd be a quick. That's in this show. That'd be a quick 300K. All right.
Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. Be cool to everyone. We love you. This is brought to you by Bet Online. Be easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.